He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. Uh, tears in his eyes, I guess, as he, as he lines up this last shot. He's got about 195 yards left. This crowd is going deadly silent. Cinderella story out of nowhere. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! Welcome to this week's show of a Good Talk Spoil Golf podcast. I'm James Riches and I'm joined with Barry O'Hanrahan. Hey, Barry. Hey, James. Hello, listeners. Um, welcome back. Yeah, it's nice. A uh, little bit longer break than anticipated, but, um, you know, it's lots to catch up on and talk about, which is great. So, uh, let's yeah, get stuck into it. Yeah, we definitely have a pretty, pretty packed show. So, uh, anybody wants to get in contact with us, the Twitter handle is at a good talk golf, and the email is a good talk spoiled at gmail.com. Um, I suppose we could probably breeze relatively quickly through our own games, Barry, on the basis that. It's been snowing here, freezing cold, and the course has been closed for the last couple of weeks. So, other than hitting a driving range, there's not been a whole lot in the world of golf for us, isn't that right? Not much at all. No. Um, yeah, it's been it's been annoyingly quiet. Uh, and it's, it's frustrating a, because yeah. today, for instance, I've been at home working all day. I'm looking out, blue sky, sunshine, but I was driving to work into kind of down the country a little bit yesterday and there's still snow on the side of the roads there's still snow on the golf course and it's kind of frustrating the hell out of me because where i am i'm only probably less than a mile from the sea it's nice and warm there is no snow and there's no reason why i can't be out playing golf and yet the golf course and it's now march we're getting close to the masters i want to go play golf yeah, yeah, it's cruel. But I mean, it's usually around coming up to Paddy's Day where you're you're looking at you know the the rules switching to summer rules because the golf courses are in good enough condition to handle it, and we've just got swatted back by a few weeks um, because of the uh, yeah some crazy weather that hit. Um, I suppose it's you know that's the the biggest snow we've ever had in our lifetime. So uh, yeah, unfortunate. But you know maybe on the back end of the year we'll get like a late Indian summer just to kind of balance things out. Um, for for now, yeah, chomping at the bit, dying to get out and play lots of golf. Um, I have a game booked for Monday, so hopefully the golf course is. Uh, Where are you playing Monday? In Paris Court. Oh, okay. So you're playing. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, fingers crossed if uh, everything opens. Oh, it's up it's sorry. Yeah, it's bank holiday here. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Completely remembered uh, that. Yeah, sorry. Bank holiday Monday here. So, uh, what is it? Scramble. Uh, I think it's not just regular. Single, single stable for just straight up. Uh, go, oh, go, right. go, go play your own ball and see what happens. Which I think um, we're all dying to do. So, and another thing I've got lined up this week is I'm off out to four golf in Colleen Castle to uh, go do a full bag check. So, um, in intrigued to see what kind of shopping list uh, might get put in front of me and uh, yeah I'll make a decision then once I've kind of uh, balanced up what you know what what's out there now versus what I have in the bag um, so what you're sure, saying is if anybody sees a kidney for sale on the black market next week it's please, probably yours and please you're bid looking it up. for a new yeah. driver please bid yeah. it up yeah so, um, would you ever so, think of how, how much do you reckon you'd get if you started a GoFundMe campaign I'd probably end up having to pay out. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Well, sure. Look, uh, if anybody is actually getting out to play golf at the moment, at a good talk golf, make us uh, 
slightly jealous, but hopefully the weather is turning. We've had a lot of golf competitions, both in the European and the PGA, over the last number of weeks. And to be honest with you, the European tour is kind of completely and utterly washed by. They're off in far-flung places, and I don't kind of care about them much. The PGA Tour, however, is really where it's all at at the moment. Isn't that right, Barry? Yeah, and I, th- I think there's a kind of um, there was an interesting trend over the last few weeks. We won't go all the way back uh, to when we last did a show, but I think the, the uh, good starting point would be to look at the Genesis Open and Riviera Country Club. So, you know, that week there was a lot of um, hype about Tiger making his first appearance there for a long time, and um, you know. It was great to see him back in the mix, and um, it was also great to see uh, Bubba Watson kind of being able to showcase his talents again now that he's got a, um, well, let's say a golf ball that performs for him um, and that he can shape around the place. And he put on an absolute, um, just a display of ball striking and ball shaping around um, a pretty fascinating golf course. And, you know, this was the beginning of a trend that I've kind of just, we've, and everybody will have picked up on over the last few weeks, I'm sure, is that the, the older guys are kind of, um, you know, stamping their mark back on the tour again. You know, Bubba Watson's 39 years old. Um, you know, we'll move on to the next, but three of the last four weeks um, on PGA Tour have been won by guys over 39 years of age, with the, uh, the exception being uh, Justin Thomas, who just can't seem to stop winning. Which, uh, well, which let, let's, really hold on. let's, let's go back right. a step, right? So we have this trend starting and, you know, we all know there's players that, you know, you see kind of top 20, then top 15, then top 10, maybe get kind of six or a five and then all of a sudden they trend up to the win. Let's go back to the Genesis Open because Bubba Watson wins it. But this is interesting because this is really the start of kind of the the Phil Mickelson rise as well, which we know ends up trending towards the victory at the uh, the WGC out in Mexico. And he ends up finishing <clears throat> tied sixth. Now, he was kind of four shots behind Bubba. But it was the start, wasn't it? It was this kind of idea of, oh, could Phil maybe do something? Because he was on the cusp in the context of when we look at the WGC he was on the uh, on the cusp the last time we were talking on the podcast of oh, dropping outside great. the top 50 well yeah um, that's true actually sorry he wasn't going to get to the WGC because he was going to be outside of it or certainly not guaranteed I think in fairness um, I think Paul Dunn went to the WGC and he's not world top 50 so obviously there's a there's obviously a few options available to them again Justin Thomas there's another guy weak in, in Genesis Justin Thomas top 10 all of a sudden these guys just trending just starting to come into form that you could see not quite firing 100% but very close to it yeah kind of I, I guess you're warming up their major muscles you know it's that time of the year where you're you know the weeks are ticking away pretty quickly on the the, the move towards the Masters Look, there was a there was a nice catalyst for Phil in his uh, one of his favorite tournaments of the year, the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Just got a great vibe going there. Finished tied fifth. Then, um, well, he then went, went to the AT and T Pebble, Pebble Beach, Beach, which he yeah. always enjoys anyway because it, for him is a bit of crack and it's near near home for him. So he doesn't care. It's it's. 
I always feel that the lad, a lot of the guys, particularly Phil, takes the the AT and T Pebble Beach Pro Am as a bit of a kind of a free week. They get to kind of open the shoulders and have a bit of fun. And if you win, you win. And if you don't, it doesn't really matter. You move on to the Riviera, and then that start of Riviera Honda WGC. Yeah, Bell we actually Spar, it, it, Arnold Palmer. It kind of now starts to crescendo towards the match play and then into into the Masters in a, in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, I mean, it's, and it's the thing, you can see the field's getting a little bit stronger each week as more and more the big boys kind of get themselves ramped up for uh, for the trip to, to Augusta. And just and just bigger events in general, you know, the WGCs. Um, you know, a few of the, uh, the big um, star names, you know, didn't go to Mexico. And then uh, you know, there'll be another few of them uh, next week. Uh, so not let's going talk about Bubba to the WGC. But yeah, back to, we gotta go. Yeah, so let's talk sure. about Bubba. Bubba's been kind of wandering around golf for quite a while. In terms of, you know, we know how good he is. We know he's a major winner. We know the level that he can be at. Hasn't quite been at that level for quite some time. Surprised to see Bubba back? Or no, not at all. Just simply a case of. It's where he deserves to be. Like he's not in that in that conversation anymore of those the kind of the top players in the world. Your Justin Rose, your Speets, your McElroys, your Dustin Johnsons. Bubba's name has kind of really fallen off that list. Is this the start of him getting back to that point where, you know, at at most tournaments you can kind of say, well, don't forget Bubba. Well, I think I think it's reasonably obvious that Bubba's performances fell off the cliff last year, and that coincided with him changing to the Volvic golf ball. So, you know, there's it's 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 pretty obvious that that was the thing that was killing him. That that was a golf ball that's designed to go very straight, and Bubba's a guy that likes to shape the ball. And um, the golf ball and Bubba just did not match up. Their game styles, his game style, didn't match the ball, and vice versa. And, you know, ever since he switched back to Titleist, he doesn't have a contract. He's just playing it because he wants to, um, as far as the latest I've heard. You know, he started to feel, you know, get his good feels back again and see things and probably see the ball flight that he has in his head um, that he hasn't seen for a while. And, you know, one thing kind of fed the other. And, and next thing you know, you know, he had a 40th at the Waste Management, 35th at the, pro, at the Pro-Am. You know, there was there were good signs there that his game was coming into shape. And... You know, the next week, you know, to jump to, you know, from 35th uh, the week before to to a win, it's a quick progression. But Do you think Bob is the kind of player that sometimes gets caught up in gimmicky things? You know, the the pink shaft, the, the, the pink clubs, the different colored golf balls. Is Bob the kind of guy that if you just pair a lot of that crap back and just get him to go and play golf, you know, to grip it and rip it, to do what he does best, which is to a certain extent overpower the par fives overpower certain golf clubs and courses that if you pair back a lot of that that he just lost his way a little bit I felt with all these other kind of you know like all for good reasons you know the pink driver I know was you know at, at one point was for breast cancer and a lot of that I just find sometimes he just ended up kind of getting himself stuck in things that kind of were just gimmicky and, and kind of just Attracted from the fact that he was a much better golfer than perhaps he he was playing. It it probably yeah took a little bit of the spotlight off his golf talent, but I think if you strip away the 
I guess what he would call the fun parts of his game or the ways he can express his personality with the pink driver, the pink shaft. Um, he moves it all the way to the pink golf ball. Uh, and green he, golf he, ball and orange yeah, yeah, golf ball yeah, and every yeah, other color true, golf yeah. ball. He, he did play a few of the colors. But I think if you take away all these little expressions of personality that he has, it kind of takes away the fun part, you know, maybe what a fun element of the game for him and he doesn't enjoy it as much and if he's not enjoying it as much he's not going to play as well um, you know but Bubba's a very um, um, charitable guy and really does an awful lot of great work with charity so you know the, the involvement of the pink driver was his way of you know highlighting something that was really close to his heart and also doing something very good as well so you know th- that was a just a massive win-win across the board I think the pink golf ball or the colored golf balls was a step too far, and to I, I, to do that was um, well. Look, it's an it's an experiment that he's corrected. Okay, so and, it didn't, and I think it didn't work out, and it, it shows that what a talent he is, and he hasn't lost it, and he is back. And my God, he will be somebody you have to consider very seriously going back to Augusta, where he's won twice, and and a guy who who knows how to win right there. Um, if we look at the Honda Classic, this, as you said, was the kind of the one event that we didn't have the over 39s um, winning. This was Justin Thomas. And if we just park, kind of we'll move back on to the over 39s in a moment when we get to the WGC and, and to, to um, Phil Mickelson. Justin Thomas, this is a guy who just keeps on winning. And my fear is that I'm going to get really excited getting close to the Masters, getting close to all these majors this year, that a guy that I really like in Justin Thomas is going to let me down a little bit like Matsuyama last year. You know, guy who hits loads of form, wins, and then it gets to the really when it matters in April, May, June, July, August. And he'll pick up some PGA events. But when it means that step up, I just, I fear Justin Thomas is going to disappoint me this year, Barry. Really? I don't want him to, but I just, I don't know. I, I like, I'd like, I, I really need him to win, and may, I want to see him get a major this year. I just, there's something, one of the four. I don't care which. I just, I, I just don't want him to be like an amazing player that can kind of be. I don't want to say a flat track pony because he's not that because he's far better than that. Oh, he's but won you, on a you variety to... of golf courses. No, no, I, it's he, not about the golf courses. That's not the point I'm making. It's about winning when it matters most at the biggest tournaments, which only take place four times a year. Okay, well, look, we're going to have to give him a little bit of a break because he is now going into the first major he'll ever play since he won his first major championship at the PGA. Mm. So... You know, um, if he doesn't win this, you might have to give him a free pass, James. Um, I don't. I'm not saying that he has to win the Masters, but I'd like to see him add another major this year, whatever one it is, because it, he had he's hitting he's playing such good golf, and I really like him. That Justin Thomas is now in that category as the Jordan Speeds, as the Rory McIlroys, as all these guys. PGA events are great, and the more you have, brilliant. But you don't get remembered for your PGA Tour events. You get remembered for your majors. 
and and I just hope that he is playing so well at the moment that he can carry it on through to the most important parts of the season being April, May, June, July, August. That that's the only thing. That's and I, I just don't know. I just I'm kind of I just don't you know. Just, is it what you just don't want to see a, a wasted opportunity because he is playing that well that you think he should be capitalizing on that by adding more majors. Look, if he I, win, I think it's going to get harder with the majors because every every year there's more and more top players and and in the context of what we're talking about the resurgence of the old guard there is now even more players that you could argue can go on and win majors. So majors are so hard to come by. And Justin Thomas deserves to have more than just one. And that's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see him capitalise on it at this point of the of his career. Yeah, I'm not going to hit the panic button just yet that, um, on that. He's only 24 years old. He's playing phenomenal golf. And I think he's going to probably... I'd say, you know, from just a, a general statement, gamble point of view, I would say there will be at least one this year where he'll be in the mix come the back nine on Sunday. Maybe more, but I think he—he's definitely got the talents to do it for one. It's—it's—it is also a talent to be able to peak your form and match up your game to any of those courses on a given week. So, he's—he's uh, he's proven he has a remarkable ability to win golf uh, golf uh, tournaments um, over the last year and a half, and he's—he's he's made it a habit, which is um, which is scary because. Uh, for the other guys anyway because he's now he's a name you see on a leaderboard come Sunday you're going oh my god I really have to watch out for him and what Justin Thomas has and I think Jordan Spieth has and obviously Tiger has had for so many years and Phil has and Rory has the top top guys can pull out a bit of magic at a moment in a tournament when you need it most now I know at the next tournament we can look at the the WGC and this is the this was down in Mexico City it was the the Mexico Championship and you have that kind of situation where Justin Thomas going down the last you know he ends up pulling out just an incredible shot with the wedge what was he what was he 105 108 yards you know one bounce spin and in whatever it was like that's that's reminds me that shot and I texted actually Mark when I was watching it. You know, that reminds me of Rory McIlroy when he was able to do that. There's the moments of Tiger Woods, all those times of Tiger Woods that you can think of when he needs it most, he comes up with this little bit of genius. I know he doesn't go on and win it in the playoff and that's look that is what it is. But just to be able to compete for Justin that sets it apart that ability to do something so special that that's the cut above what other players are he's he's scary good at being able to execute incredibly high quality golf shots in the biggest pressure situations and he's it just it doesn't surprise me anymore it didn't surprise me when he held that shot at the WGC Mexico it didn't surprise me that he came from virtually like what was it 11 shots behind after um the second round oh yeah to, like 72 70 and then he went 62 64 at the weekend on on you know incredible maybe you celebrated the honda classic 
a little bit too much and the hangover extended a bit who knows but um to, it's even you know it's i suppose it just goes to show his confidence that he's had a couple of iffy rounds and he can just turn it on then um he's he's going to be dangerous and yeah hopefully we see him in at least one kind of sunday battle for a major this year maybe we'll see more it would be i i guess at this stage it'd be a surprise if he doesn't win again this season you mean a major perhaps i'm not oh, gonna, sorry it's or, really or, or, or do you think it's a surprise a that well no sorry i thought you meant that it would be a surprise if he didn't win another tournament this year i think he'd be pissed yeah. off if he didn't win another tournament this year i think he'd be pissed off so. if he doesn't win another tournament in the next 10 <laughs> um with his strike rate yeah i guess so um like he could be like right now we could be talking not about phil and talk about justin thomas being a two-time winner in the last four weeks but let's talk about Phil, because we knew he was trending this direction. Um, 40 years old, everybody, like Mr. America, everyone loves him. We know all the stories about Phil. You know, he's a crowd favourite. How great was it? And let's link this in with the Valspar for the moment. How great was it just to have Phil and Tiger just competing over the last couple of weeks and having Phil go through the door and win has to give the likes of Tiger and some of the older guys that confidence to say, hey, you know, it's not all about the 23 and 24-year-old lads. You know, we can compete uh, at this at this game. And, uh, like, it's exciting, isn't it, to see, see... Dare I say it's the old guard? Can you say old guard at 40 years old? Well, seeing as we're not there yet, James, yeah, we, I think we should refer to it as the old guard. They are compared to the, the, uh, the younger lads out on tour, so... Like I mean, with Phil and Tiger back, it feels like um, it feels like you're getting your entire Christmas wish list rather than just one present off it. It's it's just so it's such a bonus. I mean, Phil hasn't won in five years. Tiger hasn't won in five years. What was um, it that that Phil hadn't won in like oh, one thousand yeah, yeah. six hundred thirty eight weeks uh, or days or something? Uh, Justin Ray from the Golf Channel, yeah, figured it's it exactly out. Exactly the same as Tiger Phil- next Sunday. Yeah, Phil, it was, it was 1,687 days or something like that. And then, yeah, next Sunday will be the same length of time for Tiger since his last win. Um, I mean, w- with what's going on and Tiger being back and how well Tiger's playing, it, it just would it shock you if he actually went and won Bay Hill now and, and fulfilled that little, you know, quirky kind of uh, stat, that, you know, the two of them in parallel. Like, he's, he's obviously, you know, enjoying, you know, Okay, let's let's talk about Phil before we get on to Tiger because we will talk a lot about Tiger. Um, Phil really did telegraph the win, but it was it was also hard to call it as a as a fan and a, let's say a, a, if you're betting on it as well because he hadn't won in five years. So even though he'd shown great, you know, three top sixes in his previous three events, it was still hard to say. Yeah, Phil's going to go on and win, but how happy like how happy were the crowds? Um, you know. Twitter, us just talking between ourselves as golf fans and friends to see Phil, you know, get that win, which has kind of become a little bit of a monkey on his back over the last few years. And he and what he's you know describing as one of his best wins ever because secures his tour card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just I think it's because it's been it's been it's been a long time. He is forty seven years old. He's had some trouble with his game over the last few years, and he now I mean for. I don't know, from my mind and my eye, he looks to be swinging it and hitting it probably as well as ever. And to be fair, 
he's still doing it Phil style, you know, a little bit off in the trees, oh, yeah. a little bit off down the right, a little bit in the guy's next door neighbor's garden, on his patio, in his swimming pool. Like, this guy is doing it, like, he doesn't do things easily, you know, like, it is very much a case of a guy who is, uh, who's able to, like, I'd love to know how low Phil could actually go in four rounds if he found the fairway on most holes. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, I'd like to say I'd like to see a few of these guys do it, you know. But um, he's uh, he's so exciting to watch when he's when he's just playing in in his Phil flow. Uh, we know that's not going to be perfect tee to green golf. That that's what makes it so much more exciting because it. I guess it, uh, it not to say humanizes it or amateurizes a bit, but as amateurs uh, and, and, and say other golfers who are listening right now that aren't quite as good as these pros, we can all identify with playing golf from some of the positions Phil gets himself into. Uh, you know, you can I can assure yourself. all the listeners that Barry does not play the shots as well out of those problems as did not, Phil. Yeah, <laughs> I did not say what, what I was about to get to was that at least we can imagine, you know, that once in a lifetime shot that you could pull one of those off from um, from the azaleas behind uh, her. Yeah. Well, if yeah, if you get to play there in Augusta, you're doing very well. But I do, I just think we because we see him in the more those trouble spots more often than say some of the older golfers or just the way he pulls off those shots, we identify with him a little bit more as fans. And uh, you know, the fact that he usually does it with a great big grin on his face and. Um, you know, tip of the cap. It just it makes it really fun to watch. A, a yeah. juxtaposition to the lack of a smile on Tyrrell Hatton's face over the course of that uh, event. But I, I'll say no more than that. Um, He's a uh, yeah. D- Dustin Johnson in this event. Uh, Bubba Watson top nine. Dustin Johnson top seven. Sergio Garcia trending back in the right direction towards the Masters in a few weeks' time. Um, Rafa Cabrera Bello again, you know, a lot of good guys moving in the right direction, showing a little bit of form under the radar. It's going to be an a, an important couple of weeks for a lot of these guys, but starting to see the trends. If we look at trends, the likes of Sergio, likes of Dustin, it's amazing when people start talking about Dustin having a bad week and he finishes seventh. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it it shows how we expect the likes of Dustin to just be winning week in week out that's the standard he set himself you know um, and our expectations kind of become a little bit unrealistic at that but you know anything other than a win for these guys when they're in that kind of zone of the leaderboard is it's going to have to go down as a little bit of a disappointment because it's usually you know the case of where how many shots is he behind at that stage four shots behind that's one shot around you know that's that's all. That's the difference between him being tied seventh and getting into a playoff. So, you know, fine margins. So let's move on to the Valspar. It was last week's tournament. It was at the Palm Harbor in Florida. This is all about Tiger Woods, but let's just for the moment give who Paul, won uh, <laughs> Paul Casey his, yeah. his 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 moment to shine because in fairness, he went out. 10 under wins it by one shot from Patrick Reed and Tiger Woods 2 ahead of Sergio Garcia 70-68-71-65 uh, joint lowest round I think or certainly one of the, the, the very close lowest rounds now I think it is the joint lowest round with Sergio on Sunday of 65 um, 40 years old I think it's is it 9 years or something since he won on the PGA it's been a long time anyway 
I just cannot get my head around liking Paul Casey. I, I, I just don't know what it is about him. Um, however, Barry, in the context of this, let's just talk about it. Deserved victory based on what he did on Sunday. Yeah. Well, when you only hit uh, you know half the greens in regulation on Sunday and shoot sixty five, you're you know you're doing something pretty well. Um, he putted the lights out on Sunday, and that's something he's really struggled with when he's put himself into great positions in golf tournaments over God the last number of years. Well, on the PGA Tour, I mean, he's won quite a lot uh, worldwide, but seems to have just struggled with it on the PGA Tour. Um. I guess uh, the the week will be more remembered for for Tiger's big per- performance. Yeah, than so Casey's there's going to be win. a lot of guys, a lot of young people who are probably went onto Wikipedia to find out who this Tiger Woods lad is yeah. because it's been so long since uh, he was there. But for people who don't know who he is, he is a 42 year old United States golfer who just happens to be one of the best in the world. Uh, I've said it for years on this podcast that you know golf needs Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is just a phenomenal achievement, and and it's just brilliant to see him back. The world of golf needs Tiger Woods. I've said it for years, Barry, and I've told you repeatedly that you need to stop being so hard on the guy. He he is Mister Golf. Yeah, and if anybody would like the truth on what James actually just said, you can go back to a few of our you know well basically our entire history of podcasts. Um, do you know look. As, as hopeful as I have been when talking about Tiger over, I don't know, let's say the last number of years, um, there was always an element of doubt about whether he could come back and be just remotely competitive. For for him to have come up and shown some of the performances he has now in the last few weeks is probably way beyond expectation of anybody. Bar Tiger, I'd say. I'd say he knew in his head... Um, that there was, you know, there was not, not going to be, uh, not in the recent weeks. Anyway, there's not going to be too much of a doubt about whether he could get up there. I just the thing that's most surprising to me is that how well sorted and rounded his entire game looks. You know, the long game off the tee is not phenomenal, but it never was for Tiger. Um, it, the short game and putting looks really, really good at the moment. And that, really in fairness, good. when he came back the last time, yeah. It, it was really the difficulty that he had. The, 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 the putting was, was, was awful. The chipping was even worse. Like, you know, a guy who's won 79 times and 14 majors, you don't want to see him having the yips and duffing chips and duffing shots. Not in the context of particularly difficult chips and, uh, chips and you know, shots like that. You know, there's sometimes where there's some courses that just have sticky grass and all the rest, and that can happen. But he was stinking with the short game mm. when he last came back. And I think that's the difference. And I'm sure if people do, and I know I'm, I'm being facetious when I said, you know, when Tiger came back the last time, it was it was dreadful to watch as a fan of Tiger Woods for, for golf because it was like a... It was a guy who didn't look like the guy that we knew he could be. Mm. One of his strengths was the amount of times he was able to get up de- up and down the guy was able to hold 40 foot rakers that nobody else would see small percentage chances of holding them and he was holding them this time seems different you know he's not vastly long off the tee in terms of you know he's still a bit wild he's still not hitting as many but it it it's it's those proximity to the pin and getting up and down and 
I, I don't know. I lost track how many times over the, the weekend and certainly Saturday and Sunday that the commentators kept saying, this is a this is a tester of a four or five footer for par and, and he just straight in the mm. front door. No, no issue, no nothing. And it, as they said, it can be a, a scorecard saviour or a wrecker and it can be wrecking the momentum. And yet he was just putting it in like it was just a tap-in. Yeah, I mean, just just to counter the driving distance uh, stat there, James. I, I, I've, now he's ranked at the moment on the driving distance forty second on tour with three hundred three point four. Now, if that to to go just to counteract the point, he was using an awful lot of irons off the tee last week, like really clever strategic golf, and you know putting the ball in the fairway. Getting you know, getting him into some long irons, which we all know, are, you know, long medium irons, which we all know are re, you know really great strength of his. Um, so he can like he's. I mean, we all, we've all seen the clubhead speeds. What's yeah, measure last 122.4. week? Yeah, and, and then there was a one measured at one twenty nine miles an hour, which is one twenty. Well, just to put it in context, Dustin Johnson, who's regarded as one of the longest, if not the longest, hitters on tour, is hitting like one twenty one club head speed um, and they, they say what is it about six five to six yards for every every one of miles per hour or whatever it is um, so just to put it in context that's Dustin Johnson is 121 Tiger who is considerably older 122 faster than uh, faster than Rory faster than Dustin faster than a lot of the younger guys and that's this is a guy who has a fused back well, I mean, that's some fusion surgery, but you know, there's no way he's swinging at this speed or at those speeds like he, you know, like he currently is, unless he has complete confidence in it. And it seems that this fusion surgery is something we should probably all do for our golf games if it can increase our swing speeds up to up to that when you're forward. It's look, it's brilliant. The way he's swinging, it doesn't look like there is any doubt in his mind that his body will fail him, like or you know, won't perform. It's it's brilliant. It's so exciting, and it almost feels a little bit dreamlike. And it just there's a little part of me still just worried. Going, please, 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 please stay fine. Please stay healthy. Please, nothing bad happen, because it's it's just such a great thing. And a lot of these, you know, I think the thing, one of the things that's really exciting me is that you've got Phil in great form, Tiger in great form, Bubba in great form, all going to the Masters. And all going up against these guys who never really got a chance to play Tiger in his absolute pomp. And I'm not saying Tiger's right back to his pomp right now, but he's you know, he's looking in really great shape. We could end up with a situation where you have like, you know, hot hands such as Justin Justin Thomas, uh, Jordan Speeth, you know, Dustin Johnson, Rory, going up against the the experienced older guard of Bubba and well Tiger at you know, a high performing Tiger. It could I'm trying not to get too excited, but it could be an amazing Masters if we get like a couple of the older lads and a couple of the younger lads duking it out down the, the back nine. So this is the interesting thing about Tiger, right? And the point that you've just made about him not yet hitting top level. This has been Tiger from 96 until the start of the downfall. Tiger didn't hit top form he was still finishing top two, top three, top four. The players on tour knew that when Tiger was hitting top form, 
there was nobody else in the field who was going to be in a position to, to compete. You've got Claude Harmon has been talking quite a lot over the last number of weeks since Tiger came back and was saying his form and his ball striking and distance and accuracy down on the range he hasn't yet seen translate onto the golf course yet. Mm. He's swinging better, he's swinging more committed on the driving range than he is on the course itself. So if that's correct, and I'm only taking what Claude Harmon is saying, but if that's correct, Tiger is obviously going out on the course with maybe 80 or 85% of of the what he can bring to the game. Mm. When he gets, like last week, second, makes the cut, misses the cut a couple of weeks ago back at the Genesis, makes the cut then, gets four rounds under his belt, another four rounds. You know, he's now starting to get to that point where Tiger realises, yeah, like a soccer player or a footballer or an American football coming back with a hamstring or something, they don't trust the body Mm -hmm. for a little bit. But slowly, little bits fall of, oh, I can hit it a little bit. You know, I can go that little bit, 5% more, 10% more. The fact that he's doing what he's already done last week and the, the last couple of weeks at what's probably only 80 or 85% is a real worry if I was the likes of Jordan or Justin that this guy, if he comes back and, and can play at 100% and believes 100% that he can play at that level without hurting himself... That that is a that is a real worry for a lot of these guys because they've never played with Tiger at that level. Like Rory hasn't played, gone down. Like I was, I I saw one of the comments. I think it was Justin Thomas last weekend, or it was certainly one of the players last weekend saying, "I just want to get into a position because I never had that opportunity to play with Tiger in his at his heyday on a Sunday." going toe-to-toe with the great man for a championship or a major and these guys want that and I think golf needs it because interestingly NBC's ratings for last week Saturday were up 181% on an average week at the PGA and it's the highest ratings they've had in over 12 years he moves the needle he certainly does he really does. I think you, I've, just to come back to what you said about these guys want that. I say, be careful what you wish for. Tiger is learning and you know, re, you know, getting back feelings that he had as he has had so many times throughout his career, like the the fourteen majors, the seventy nine, you know, as part of the seventy nine PGA Tour wins. He's remembering who he was and who he um, what he did do. And you know if he's doing like you say like he's doing this on the range, he's figuring out each round and each shot he hits how to bring more of that onto the course in a competition round. And if anybody's going to do it at an accelerated rate and make it come out really quickly, it's him because he's done it more than anybody else. Figured out how to get the good stuff into a tournament round and put the scores down. And, uh, and, and and win events and I just I, I would say to those younger lads of course they want to ch- match themselves up against him and, uh, and and try beat the greatest golfer of all time but be careful what you wish for because I think he you know 
and I maybe, think the maybe thing I'm getting a bit too excited, but you know, I, I, I think, think that, I think he'd show them a thing or two. And I think the thing about this is that, you know, when players of all sports, you know, I I play a lot of squash, I play tennis, and you're playing against guys who are you know 10, 15, 20 years older. They've adapted due to their age and their physical abilities into other aspects of the games. You know, they're great at the net or they're, you know, they have a deft touch. They don't bring speed or they don't bring certain elements. The fact that Tiger has the short game again compared to the last time means that he can now go and compete because he doesn't have to be um, all round. He, he can he can excel at two or three bits of the game and where that little bit of magic what we talked about Justin earlier um, with that little bit of magic that we know Tiger has that can set him around so he he can adapt to this phase of his career which I think is fantastic put it this way the US Masters 2018 the current uh, betting is Dustin Johnson 15 to 2 Justin Thomas 10 to 1 Tiger Woods 10 to 1 Jordan Speed 10 to 1 puts it in perspective of where Tiger and what Tiger has done over the last number of weeks um, I suppose we could possibly do an awful lot of things um, over the next couple of weeks on Tiger Woods um, but if we move on just very briefly um, this week's tournaments Barry where are they where is the European Tour European Tour is on a break week Oh, yeah. Sure, that's where are they moving to now? Some other far flung place that's nowhere close to Europe. We're uh, not we're not too far away from getting um getting some actual European tour golf in the uh continent of Europe. So you know, hold your breath, people. It's just that weird time of year where uh you know we're not fully warmed up here in Europe to, to be able to host um, professional golf tournaments um on the European tour. We're near there. So the PGA is the Arnold Palmer Invitational Bay Hill Club and Lodge. It is uh, Mark Leishman defending. Um, do you have any odds on this, Barry? Coming right at you. Yeah, you uh, take your time. Take a guess who's uh, favourite. Uh, well, I'm going to guess Tiger, and I haven't even looked. Yeah, he yeah. is. And he's been backed into about 6-1 to one now. Wow. Um, and it's a know, strong enough field. It is a very strong feel. Let's just go through a few of the big names at the top of the betting. I'm not going to go through all the odds because, uh, eh, well, you can go find them online yourselves. Um, odds checker is very good for that, it's particularly when you're find, looking for um, the best odds on players and the n- best number of places for to suit your bet. So uh, up at the top of the market, though, we have Tiger Woods, Jason Day, Justin Rose, Rory McIlroy, Ricky Fowler, Tommy Fleetwood, Tyrrell Hatton, Alex Noren, Henrik Stenson, Matsuyama, Bubba Watson, Patrick Reed, Mark Leishman, Adam Scott, you know, we've Harmon, Chapel, Ushausen, Afi Barnrat playing brilliantly at the moment. Like it's it's a big field. It's you know there's a lot of it's, really it's a very deep games. field. Yeah. Um, we we've talked a lot about Tiger, Rory McIlroy, um, a couple of bad weeks for Rory. Rory's um, in a bit of trouble, James. I think he's in a bit of trouble. You know, looking at his stats at the moment, he's uh, his strokes gained approach to the green. He's sitting 151st on tour at the moment. You know, his putting is not great. There's no one aspect of his golf that's re- other than his uh, off the tee that's really redeeming him at the moment. He's in a little bit. He seems to be in a little bit of trouble. Whether it's 
confidence thing or what's going on but he's brought his coach Michael Bannon across to the States and you know I suppose anytime you've seen that happen usually within a couple of weeks Rory you know that whatever's going on with the game is usually uh, fixed pretty quickly by uh, by his coach so you know hopefully he gets starts pulling things together this week puts in four decent rounds and kind of gets his head in a good position for having a go at Augusta in three weeks time and and, and obviously it's going to be interesting with Rory because he is very much focused and has made it fairly well known to everybody that his main aim right now is to have played sufficient amount of golf and have competed sufficiently to get himself to the Masters and get himself in contention at the Masters. It's kind of trending the other way at the moment. He's not making the weekends, he's missing the cuts. He's not even really kind of competing to even make the cuts like he's kind of he's missed it by kind of the turn on Friday and it's 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 worrying as much as the Tiger juxtaposition the Rory thing is a problem but maybe this week he loves the Arnold Palmer they obviously it's all about Arnold Palmer this week they do a lot of things to kind of pay homage to him and maybe Rory something just clicks in Bay Hill you know it's Something needs to start moving that dial. He needs four. He needs four rounds this week. And it's it's really strange because you know only a couple of months ago he's off in the Middle East, you know, finishing third and second in back to back weeks. So it's just it's very strange to know what's gone off the boil so significantly to have two missed cuts in his last four events. And if, but you know, Rory's always a streaky player. Like we yeah. know that when he hits hot, he hits really hot. When he hits cold, he re- hits really cold. Like he's not consistent down the line that even his bad days aren't yeah, that bad well that's true he's going to need to find the button to turn that kettle back on though pretty soon you know Augusta's uh, calling alright any plans for betting or is all your money going in Cheltenham this week I've had a few little flutters on Cheltenham today it's always good fun um, haven't a clue what I'm doing I usually pick by colours or uh, oh that's a fancy name um I did. I did discuss a couple of my bets. I guested on the Golf Betting System podcast. So um, there's some Steve and Paul did some really great statistical breakdown of golfers and um, and Bay Hill itself, and and they have their picks and thoughts. And I have a couple of picks on that as well. So if anybody wants to really get stuck into the betting side of the tournament, uh, I'd recommend. You know, we can recommend to go over there. It's right. GolfBettingSystem.co.uk. Well. We were going to talk about a lot of other things, including real changes and various other, but we just got stuck talking about Phil and Tiger and Rory and everything that's happened over the last number of weeks. But the rules don't go into effect till 2019, so we have plenty of weeks to talk about it. Um, at a good talk golf is the Twitter handle, and the email is a good talk spoiled at gmail.com. Barry, enjoy your golf on Monday. I am going to sit and watch Ireland versus England for the Grand Slam in Twickenham so I will be playing no golf and uh, we will uh, hopefully touch base with each other next week and uh, we'll be talking about how Tiger Woods is uh, a winner again on the PGA nine time Bay Hill champion you heard it here nine time Bay Hill champion and a close uh, another tournament closer to who's number one in the all time uh, wins on the PGA don't look it up I could see you moving towards Google there it's Sneed, isn't it? It is Sam Sneed. He's got how many? 80, 82. 82. And how many does Tiger have? 79. There we go. He'll have 80 next week, and we'll be talking about it next week on the podcast. Uh, thanks a million for listening. We'll talk again next week. Ha!
five iron, huh? Well, you're five. Bye-bye.